You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pork Pals Podcast. How are we this week? Very good, very good. It's good to be back this week. Good to be back. How did you get on at your holidays? Yeah, it's good to be back. It's always nice to be home. It was not nice rocking into Dublin Airport yesterday in the absolute pissings of rain. But um, look, whatever. We had a great time. We had five days of sitting out on the terrace, drinking, drinking wine. wine, drinking beer, going for amazing meals at night time. It was just a complete and utter relax fest. We had a, a lovely little heat wave when you were gone. Yeah. It was glorious. But you didn't have wine, beer, or a swimming pool. So well, I definitely had vodka and a barbecue. But no, there was no <laughs> swimming pool. There was no swimming pool. So, you know, you win, you win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was. It was a really good holiday. Wouldn't you agree, Maeve? Oh, it was lovely. It was great to get away. Yeah. But we're back now. So let's get down to let's get down to business. This let's week's below deck, there Please. is Quite a bit to talk about, I think. Um, it's getting pretty messy should, now, isn't it? Yeah, I think we should start with Asia. I think that's where we should start because poor Asia, and like we love Asia on this show, and we still do. She does not have a good couple of de- couple of uh, episodes. No, you know it was the end of the charter season. She kind of dropped the ball a bit, didn't she? Sloppy, very sloppy. No communication with the chef. She handles the whole. Jamie and Margot thing very poorly, I thought. Oh, and the guests missed out on their own uh, deep sea dive. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, I think that was probably the worst of the lot. Surely uh, Chief Stew knows, on a yacht knows, that you can't go drinking before you go deep sea dive. Well, I didn't feel too bad for them guests because, my God, they were a group, weren't they? They were just animals. Like they weren't even women. Like I was told, some of them were grand, but there was one or two of them were just a bit desperate. It's like they never got out. It's like this is the one and only time they're allowed out. It was like me when I fucking bring me kids anywhere. It's like the first time they leave the house. Fucking feral animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, but I, I I really thought it was unfair when they got to the diving and only two of them. And it was the two that weren't getting on, could do it. And your woman said, if I had known this, I would have drank this morning to get out of it. Like, I mean, how petty do you have to be? Like, She's just a nasty piece of shit, isn't she? I didn't yeah. like her from the start, yeah. so. Nasty no, bit. she was just an odd, they were just, they weren't nice people. They were not nice people. But Asia covered it well. She actually believed that they didn't tell her. So... It didn't really seem like a lie when she said it to them, even though she was totally lying through her teeth. Oh, yeah. I don't believe for one minute that she didn't remember telling them that. She just lied through her teeth to get out of that situation. Yeah. Well, as usual, production had receipts. And yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't, that obviously wasn't going to fly. And I think if the guests are looking back at that, they're probably going, that little bitch, she needs to step it up for the last charter. Yeah. 100%. 
I don't understand why, how Jamie, second shoe, great as she is, has spent all these years on boats, but was going off crying because poor Harry, the greeny deckhand, is like, ah, yeah, sure, give Margot a go on the old service there now. She's great. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of get that. No. Kind of got it a little bit. Kind Not that, like, I didn't get the whole situation where she was, like, crying and all that, but I kind of understood a little bit where it was like, Margot had her chance and fucked up. She drank. You know? But that doesn't mean she doesn't get another chance. Yeah, well, just not the last charter. I don't know. I kind of got it. I think I'd have been a bit pissed as well if it was me. I'd have been like, fuck that. I'm not spending my last charter down the laundry room. Here's the bit that I don't get, right? They all bang on about, you know, there's an order to these things and, you know, you have to serve your time and you have to do this and you have to do that and there's a hierarchy and all that. Well, they all kind of let the hierarchy go out the window because at the end of the day, it's the chief stew, chief stew's decision who works where. Yeah. And the chief stew made the call that Margot was doing service and Jamie was doing laundry for this charter. So if you're that big on the hierarchy and the way things go on a boat, it don't matter how you feel. The chief stew has given you an order. Fucking follow it. And yeah. man up buttercup. As Donna likes I also, to say. <laughs> I don't think it would have happened if Margot hadn't have asked. No. Do you know that kind of way? I feel like Asia was just put in a bit of a spot and kind of went with it. Yes. Which brings me to another point with Asia. And I, again, I'm not jumping all over Asia here. I think she's very good as a chief stew. She gets the job done. The guests are happy. I would question how good she is at managing personalities. I think she is just a like she's done well, but when it comes to tricky situations like that, maybe she just doesn't have maybe it's just a an experience thing. She hasn't run into this very often and it takes a little bit of getting used to, it. but you have to manage people better than that. Like she the first thing she should have done after that conversation was go to Jamie and say, look. Margot's come to me. She's asked for a second chance on service. I'm going to give it to her for the last charter. I know you should technically be doing it, but hey, I'm just going to give her a chance. I hope you don't mind. You know, this is just the way I want to do it. I just square yeah. the whole thing away instead but of yeah, saying it when everyone people it are... then and there instead of waiting until the next day because Jamie overheard the whole thing anyway. Yeah, because it, as if it wasn't going to come up on the crew night out that Margot was doing service for the last charter. Of course it was going to come out. So yeah. you just sort that shit out in the moment. And that's that to me is just a lack of experience, a lack of, um, yeah, really experience, you know? I did love how Joao tried to use the situation to put Culver down. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Just it was, stick the knife in a bit more. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to revel because I have said it to you since that prick came back. The old Joel is just bubbling to come out of the top and next week he's back. Now, here's where we're going to cross. We're going to cross swords now, Donna Marie, because you don't get to sit there pushing somebody's buttons and then be upset when the reaction you want comes out. Okay, listen, I agree with you somewhat. I'm like, fuck sake, Sheffy, drop it. Give the chap a chance. You can't be dragging his past into it all the time. So I kind of agree with you there. 
bought. There's always a bought with Donna. There's always a bought with me. If you have turned over a new leaf and you have grown and evolved and matured the way you claim you have, that sort of shit wouldn't bother you. All it would do would mo- it just motivate you. I disagree. And I disagree no. for the simple reason that I've been a difficult person in the past. I've been, you know, somewhat over emotional in situations and I've got angry and like I never got violent really but I've got angry I've shouted a lot and stuff like that and there are occasions where it still happens just because you mature and you grow and you be and you're a different person doesn't mean that these traits all of these traits are just automatically erased they're always there it's always still a part of you so if somebody pushes your buttons especially when you're doing the best you can to be the best person you can be, and somebody just keeps poking at you and and about your past, well, you know, if you treat someone like a dog, they're going to act like a dog. And if you treat somebody that, oh, you're this fake person and you're still the same person you were, what do you expect them to do? They're going to just say, fuck you. If that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. I think the only person that could push a button and get a reaction out of someone is someone you're really close to. I think if it was just an acquaintance or a colleague or anything, you should easily be able to just let that go over your head. But he re- it was perfectly obvious to me, at, at least, that he actually was developing genuine feelings for Zarina. I don't know. Which was the problem. Know. I just think to myself, every week I sit and I watch him and I'm like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe he's a good boy now. But then there's this other side of me that's like, nice to the prick. <laughs> well, here, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. If he was just a fuck boy, when she said that to him, it would have just rolled off him. He'd have gone back to the boat. He'd have got into the bed. He'd have given her a length and they'd have gone to sleep. Well, we'll see what happens next week. He was upset. He had his tongue shoved down Margot's. Yeah. And do you know what I thought when I saw that? I'm like, Margo, whatever about fucking him. But Margo, what the fuck are you doing? Listen, listen, there is just no code on this boat. Let's let's just get that out there now. This girl code, bro code, fucking yacht code. It's non-existent. It's non-existent. It's just, I want to ride you and I'm going to ride you code. That's all that's going on here. Fucking... Jamie ticked yes, and all of a sudden she's fucking looming onto Luca. Luca's like, oh, I don't really about bro code, but yet they're getting up in the morning and they're hugging. Like, that's not bro code, dude. That's like, that's sticking yeah. your oar into somebody else's fucking paddling pool there. I know, but in fairness, Culber did bring Jamie down to the bilge. So, like, I would get the ick after that because I think I was going to be murdered. Listen, she should be getting the ick off him from about two fucking, maybe four episodes ago. I mean, every week he gives me the fucking ick. So, like, surely she can see it at this stage. He's getting worse by the week. Like, of all the places to bring somebody on a boat, like, come on. Like, in fairness, at least Eddie... When he was right, uh, Rocky on the side, she's the laundry to the laundry room, which is somewhat clean. The bilge, like Joel, hit the nail on the head when it comes to Culver. He just he, that chap needs to move to Vegas and become a fucking Chippendale. 
that would be his happy place. A more like a Chimpendale. You see, more like a fucking <laughs> performing monkey than he is a deckhand. <laughs> a fucking chipmunk. <laughs> like, seriously, he should just actually change his name to Keith Stone and go on the road, get himself a convertible, drive through the south and perform. And, like, get, you know, do a bit of panhandling for cash. Because that's that's his future. Because he ain't got no future working on a boat. That's for sure. He, he does. He just, he's just, every week he gets worse. He just gives me the ick. And I'm like, fucking hell. He's just a man child, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, every time he texts Captain Olaf, I just get this vision of fucking Olaf there scratching his carrot and going, no, I'm not having that. I'm actually, somebody's come to me now and it's all, I'm not bringing Culver and his performing fucking stew onto this boat. I kept singing that song, you know, the Olaf song, Summertime. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, seriously, dude. Like, I mean, oh, he's a busy guy. He doesn't have his phone. At the time I see Jason, Lee, Fucking Glenn, even Sandy, they all have their phone on them constantly. If you're setting up for a charter, what's the most important thing you do after setting up your boat is get your crew. So if you're not on on it, get like what else do you do as a captain? She should have just ticked no and said, no, it's too soon. <laughs> Like, grow a pair of fucking balls. You're running around thinking you should be the, step, the second stew. Number one, you can't take orders. Number two, you're going around melting fucking dresses, which is like, if Margot melted a dress, she'd give her half a chance. This one talking about all the experience she had, and she there steaming a dress to death. Ah, come on. Like, I don't seriously. care why they don't have an actual fucking steamer. I mean, why are they using the iron to steam the clothes? Well, they do have why a steamer. They got His a name is Keith Stone. But <laughs> well, why don't they have, like, you know, the little handheld steamers, like? Yes. Yeah. Like, they do one. Although, in saying that, they had one of them on sailing, yeah, and fucking, uh, they still managed to melt the dress as well. So, I don't know. They're not they're not 100% idiot-proof either. <laughs> Who melted the dress? Was it Mads or Lucy? It was Lucy. It was Lucy. It was... Well, we won't call Lucy an idiot, but, like, no. they're not exactly idiot-proof either. Well, I don't know. It'd be exciting to see where next week finishes off because it looks like a bit of chaos. And the chef is after losing it, trying to chase to fuck off with his volcano. Well, in fairness, she didn't say fuck off. She just said it's not happening. <laughs> and, uh, I'm look, not doing it. Look, I'm a, I'm a little bit with chef on this one, right? Just because you are a chef doesn't doesn't mean you can do absolutely everything as a chef. The exact same way, just like you could captain a 20-meter boat, doesn't mean if somebody says, well, I want you to drive this 50-meter as a captain, that you can automatically do it. There are different yeah, I mean, skills involved. Surely they could have made, made a quick phone call to the fucking land, you know, and been like, any chance you can send over an Asian chef like that. Yeah, we need know, someone who specializes in teppanyaki. Yeah. Yeah. Is, but she should have been more forceful in the meat and said, look, I've never done teppanyaki before. Can I cook yeah. the stuff? Yes. Can I cook on a, on a flat grill? Yes. Can I put on a performance? No. That's not what I do. I am not a performing seal. I, I think am she's a chef. panicking. I think she's panicking because I think Jason hit the nail on the head when he turned around and he said she was trying to get Culver in to take the spotlight off her. She, she doesn't like being 
the center of attention. She's a well, chef. She's down in that galley all the time. But, but that's the point. She's down in the galley all the time. Her thing should just be to come up and talk to the guests about their food, mm. introduce their food, take on board maybe any criticism or any requests they have, and that's it. You don't expect to be doing a performance as a chef. It's not a requirement. Yeah. In, in any way, opinion, um, of the imagination. It's never a requirement. In my opinion, the guests are just being dicks. Like, they're being dicks. I mean, if that was us and we were going on a boat and all that, that'd be the fucking last thing that we'd ask for. If we wanted that, we'd go to an actual restaurant. You know, we'd go to somewhere that, you know, where they're famous for that shit. You wouldn't be like, let's just make it really difficult for them. Let's just, you know, push the boundaries as far as we can go with them. An onion volcano. Like, what the fuck is an onion volcano? Like, seriously. what I can make out, it's a lot of fucking thickly sliced... Onions built up into a fucking block tower and then set on fire. To what end? What's the purpose? Can you not eat the onion? Well, I'm assuming you could eat it after, like, but I have no idea. Like, it's just, it's for show. Like, I mean, how much onion can you actually fucking eat? Like, surely not a volcano amount of it. It's just for show. I feel sorry for her because she's going to have to be whipping up like all these different rice dishes and chicken and seafood and then a fucking onion volcano and yeah. trying to piece it all together in front of everybody. Yeah. Look, again, here we go again with the whole money thing. These are cannabis money. So it's brand new money, these people. Brand yeah. new money. You even hear them. Oh, yeah. Dirty vans and Rolexes. Like nobody who actually has money and is used to money tell somebody what they're wearing on their arm. You don't tell yeah. somebody you're wearing a Rolex. If they don't notice, they don't care. Yeah. And if you're going around saying, I'm wearing a Rolex, no, you're a dickhead. It wouldn't matter what you're wearing on your arm. It's not going to change the fact that you're an absolute arsehole and you just <laughs> happen to have money because you could grow a bit of weed and the government made it legal. Like, seriously, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I am. I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I am just back from holidays. I'm a little bit better, and yes, I am gonna tear into every situation today. It's I'm in just one of those moods. You just offload there, pal. Offload it. Well, look. At this stage, I think the listener gets is used to me and understands that every now and again I like to go on a little rant, but I call it as I see it. So True. you know, there's nothing fake about me. No one can accuse me of being fake. True, Pat, true. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that was it for like this week's episode. It's just a bit chaotic and I'm kind of looking forward to next week's episode but at the same time I'm a bit gutted because it's the last. Yeah, it, it's funny. It almost felt like a first charter rather than a last charter because of how sort of all over the place they actually were and yeah. how messy everything is with the relationships and stuff. It doesn't feel like a crew that's been together for that long. Well, I know they've got a couple and- of just one more thing now, Culver. Culver got called out again for not paying for the dinner. But then he did a sneaky one and paid for a couple of rounds Yeah, when they went back to the pub. Like, how miserable what is, is the that? story with him being a tight arse? That oh. prick must have his communion money. Yeah, And where is he going, going around with $200 for a night out with a big group? Like, like seriously? Like, what fucking planet is he on? Like, I mean, he can't be stuck for cash. His elbow's a chef. And by all we can hear, by from all we can hear, a good one. So he's not sending money. He doesn't seem to be sending money home to support a family or anything like that. We've no. never heard of him having committed, unless he's up to his bollocks in debt somewhere. Probably yeah, paying for those. Te- probably to... paying for the teeth. His teeth. 
<laughs> you probably pay for them on the never never. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see now what happens next week. And I don't know if we heard that about the reunion. Now. No. I was only thinking about this the other day. Andy always puts out questions. You know, anyone got any questions on Twitter? He's done it for all the Real Housewives. He's been on it. He's still doing it. And there has been no mention of a reunion for this. There wasn't, though, for sailing yacht he didn't put a tweet out for sailing yacht either because it's not like an actual reunion it's a zoom watch what okay. happens live episode. are you sure i thought he did for sailing yacht no he didn't okay he, didn't. he just let slip on his radio show that he would be filming a reunion in june for below deck and that's how everyone found mm. out that we were getting a, yeah. a reunion because like a reunion the reunion should be in two weeks time but I wonder, are they waiting for Asia to finish filming the latest med season? But, but Daisy she's finished. And, but Daisy and Gary were in the middle of filming yeah. um, the next season of Sailing Yacht when they were she doing She could have the, done it on a dark day. Like. Yeah, they could have just done it on a dark day where they have the three days off and they're in the hotel and they're not allowed to talk to each other so that the storyline doesn't advance without the crew, without the uh, cameras rolling. I'm just wondering, right, because we didn't have a reunion for Below Deck, you remember Below Deck last year? We never yeah, got a reunion. We never got a reunion. We got a Captain Lee memorial show. Yeah. So I'm wondering, are they kind of hoping that maybe they can just go without doing a reunion because of the whole Laura and Luke maybe. situation? Maybe. Like, I mean, we don't know the legal status of stuff. We don't know what's happening. I... Like, I mean, I wouldn't imagine there's anything going on, but who knows? So, yeah, maybe they're just not going to drag up all wounds and just going to avoid a reunion, which I think yeah. is, is not great. I don't think it's a good idea because they're just going to get a backlash from it. I mean, from, it's better yeah. to just do a reunion, address it. I mean, nobody no. wants them on the reunion, but just no, address just, it and move on. just don't have them fucking headcases on it. Like, Yeah. I, so I we'll wouldn't. See. Well, Laura would probably appear. But I can't imagine Luke would show his face. Um, no. Laura would probably go on and still, you know, double down on everything she said already because she ain't changed. So Listen, they'd be fucking mad to have her on the show. Mad yeah. to have her on a reunion show. She's a liability, though. True, true. But we look forward to next week and the final episodes anyway, and then we've got Med coming up soon afterwards. But let's let's get into Ronnie. Because we, we got some shit there too. We got some shit to talk about. I just the more I watch Roni, the more I absolutely fucking adore Bryn. Yes. Yeah. I same. adore her. Same. Like I fucking love her. And I the more I watch it, the more I think Sai is just a mean girl and Aaron's a bit of a mean girl. And when the two of them are together, they're absolute fucking mean girls together, like. So but I just love Brian. It's funny. I, I, I started off the season thinking I would like Aaron. Thinking that, yeah, Aaron seems to be a character that I'm probably going to enjoy for the season. Um, I've just done a complete 180 on her as the weeks have gone on. She is a fucking snowflake. Yes. That's all she is. She's just a snowflake. She is a snowflake. And do you know what else I've noticed about her? 
she, when the confrontation is not going her way, she gets up and leaves. Yes. Yeah. Which is very much a millennial snowflake thing to do. Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't really buy into the whole that everyone's a fucking snowflake, but she is definitely in that bracket. There's no I question. Saw a post, I saw a post the other day that Sheena from Van, Vanderpump Rules is it's older. Aaron. Yes. Yes. What the fuck, like? I Why saw that. I saw that at 35. Aaron's 35. Oh my God. She is young, isn't she? Yeah. She is yeah. quite young. No. She is quite young. And to be fair, she looks it too. Like, I mean, she doesn't look older than 35. But if you said she was in her 40s, you'd just say, well, like, I mean, she's looking, you know, well, but she looks 35. So she is what she is. But yeah, no, she doesn't. I don't know what it is. She just doesn't seem to be able to handle the big group. She doesn't seem to understand the dynamics and the banter and all the different personalities and like I mean, yeah. she just has unless it all she's wrong. in control, unless she's in control of a situation, and I I agree with you there. I find she struggles to read the room and read the person and read the situation, and yeah. kind of just gets it wrong quite a lot. Like yeah, yeah, like the and there was a story where our fucking hanging Jenna Lyons out to dry. I mean, we talked about it last week, and then we obviously saw the rest of it this week, and it's like. You absolute bitch. Like, she sat at that table and made Jenna feel even worse than she had done the previous week. That's just to be part of the group. That's the group herd mentality. Yeah, she goes with the narrative, whatever suits what she wants to think, she goes with it, even if it's going against. Because we all, what I thought anyway, that her and Jenna were friends outside of this. Yeah, I think you might might have her right there, Maeve. I don't think she um, has a mind of her own. No, she blows with she hundred blows with the wind. She blows yeah. with the wind. Like we actually yeah. we talked about this maybe the other day off like well on holidays we were talking about her and we said we think she very much blows with the wind. That that's yeah. whatever way it's going, she'll row in. Like if everybody at the table had a said that it wasn't that her reaction was over the top. If she had no backup, I think by uh, to the whole brain thing, I think by now she would have backed down and apologized. Yeah. I can't wait to see what provokes Uber to pull the glasses off her face next week. Yeah. Now, now I, I read a spoiler online last night. Okay. Well, but I don't know if he's want to hear it. Well, I do, but just warn everyone. Spoiler yeah, alert. Okay. I, okay. So we got a spoiler alert. Give us like a minute and so go back in. What it was, according to this, was that Aaron took Uber's phone and Uber used the phone to communicate with home. But Aaron was messing, which kind of took the joke too far, but then wouldn't give Uber back the phone. And then that's when it came into a big drama and then Aaron wasn't taking it seriously. Okay. That seems oh, like a very okay. good reason was, to react. Yeah. I was going to go down the road of, oh, I don't know if I like that now, like entering someone's personal space and doing something like that. I'm not okay with that. But if someone took me phone, mm. I'd do more than take glasses off their face now. Now, can I just say, because I think this is, I when I saw the clip for next week and I saw Uber blowing up, I feel this week the scene is being set a little bit because I think Uber's building to a blow up. 
She's definitely, there's emotions there. They're simmering. Maybe it's to do with the group. Maybe it's to do with stuff that's gone out, going on in her own life, separate from the group. But she's very much teetering on the edge. She's not taking any bullshit. She's very forthright when she has any opinion. And we saw her like meditate, saying she had to go off and meditate. She seems to be trying to keep herself in check. Well, I read something during the week about spoiler. this group. Spoiler again. Because it's just somebody pointed something out, so it's not a spoiler. It was like, you remember there was another girl who was supposed to be on Housewives? Yes. This and we one never saw the... her. Yeah, yeah, we never saw her. And it was a bit confusing for the first few episodes because it was obvious that they were cutting this person out and there was obviously something else that had happened and they yeah, were stuff, kind of referring to it as the cheese board and shit like that. Yeah, stuff had gone on that we had no knowledge of. Yeah. And they couldn't have known about when they recorded because yeah. it was so it was an, a, a post-production decision. Yeah, I kind of heard that it was a case of, you know, whatever happened with this person. When it happened, certain women took her side and certain women didn't. Yes, I, I read something similar at the time. Yeah. Was, yeah, therefore there was already alliances going into it. Okay. And then we're obviously, we never got to see this person. We never got to see yeah. what happened. But those women then carried on filming the rest of the season. And they know things about each other that we don't know. Yes. You know, so you're saying that Uba is going to, she's a bit of a pressure cooker. Yeah, she seems you know, that way. Is, it's just is that something to do with it? Is there something else there? Could very well be. That yeah. was- I sorry, I do feel like with that group though, on a setting like that on a holiday, you actually need to do that. You need to take remove yourself from the situation and just take time for yourself in those groups. Because otherwise you just yeah. get caught up in it all and it's just you're not being yourself. Yes. Yeah, I'm a bit like that. I agree. I think there are times where in big groups, sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the pack. Sometimes some people like to do it by themselves. Other people might take one member of the group that they're particularly close to and go off and do something by themselves and take their time away. But yes, I do think it is a dynamic of big groups that you have in that sort of circumstance, you need time away. You know, even if it's only a few hours to yourself where you know, people are people just aren't open your shit constantly. Yeah, just some quiet time. I'm dying to see what happens next week, though, because uh, I mean, Uber blows the fuck up. Like, yeah, Uber don't Uber, be explosive. Uber completely blows. Um, oh, Sai, I, oh, I am so torn on Sai. Part of me likes her because she just fucking says what she thinks. I don't think. She's even though she's an influencer and probably her whole life is fake. I think she's actually genuine, just a bitch. And I think that's actually the real whore. So I kind of give her credit for that, that she just says what she thinks. Like when Aaron was when Aaron was trying to stop the converse to stop people ordering so they could finish the conversation, she was just there, I'm fucking eating. I'm ordering. And I was like, Well, yeah, that's what you do. You order the food. He'll walk away. It's got to be 10, 15 minutes before the food comes anyway. Then you finish your yeah. shit. 
I respect the bluntness. Like, I love someone who's blunt and just says what they feel. What I don't respect is the judgment. I mean, yes. you sit there and you listen to her talk about her, the way she was raised and, you know, everything she went through with her mom and all that. You would imagine she would be a little bit, bit more humble and a little bit more understanding and sympathetic and have empathy for other people. But she just doesn't seem to have that. She just seems to judge every single one of them. I think when people bring themselves up like that, they go one or two ways. They become humble. They, they're humbled by what they've achieved and they have empathy and sympathy for people who are in different circumstances or they've hardened themselves so much on the climb to where they are that they no longer feel. They don't have that empathy. It's just not in them to, to empathize with other people. It's not in them to be humble because they, they've gritted their teeth and ground their way to the top. And they're just like, fuck you, I'm here now. I deserve to be here. You know, I'm not going to be humble about it. I'm fucking proud of what I achieved. I don't know. And I genuinely people got I, I think I think it, for the most part you could split people who've ground who've come from that level up to where they are now, up to a much higher level. I think you can split them into those two categories. Is it though? Or is she just a fucking has she just got a victim mentality where her opinion is nobody has had a harder than her? Nobody. And everybody else's problems are smaller than the problems I've dealt with in my life so fuck you and she'll just go about judging everybody yeah. that could be true that could be true now, which is not good like that's not no, good like, that's not a good trait. problems are their problems like you know yeah. so I yeah. don't know I just don't know I don't know how I feel about her she's a bit of a mean girl I don't really like her said it's day one for change I didn't like how now poor Jessen she was trying now there you go. But, like she got over, she was trying to like get in there and say stuff, and she drone on a bit. But like she really thought, wanted to have a bad story. <laughs> yeah, they were just a bit mean to her. I was like, just just listen to her, and then it's done. Like you asked her to share stuff, she's sharing what she thinks she should be sharing. Tell, tell well, us I, about I Jerome. do agree with you in that sense. Is there any wonder she called the two of them cackling, like cackling, yeah. what them, whatever, hags. Because the minute she opened her mouth, the two fucking cackling hags started cackling in the corner. Like, so I do get that. But it was like, at the same time, they were asking her about her upbringing. Not her ma's, not her dad's, not her (laughs) uncle's. Tell you, it's a good job they only asked about the upbringing and they didn't ask for the life story. They'd be still fucking (laughs) there. I mean, she should have, what she should have said was, you know, my man and dad came to England with nothing and worked their fucking arses off to make sure that they could give me everything. And I'm so grateful for that. That's what she should have said. Yeah. <laughs> like, I question, did they? Uh, I thought about this the other day after watching it. And I was sitting there thinking, did they interview these women to bring them on the show? Or did they go around the fucking hostels and homes and care centers all over America and interview mothers and find out where their fucked up kids were. Because holy Jesus, everyone's mothers are fucking, everyone's mothers off the head. We've one who has Asperger's. We've one who left our child in a shitty nappy. We've one who was a fucking dipso. One who was ran out of Kenya, where like anyone can live in fucking Kenya, but apparently Jess's fucking parents couldn't. Like what the fuck is going on? Seriously, is this just the most fucked up collection of mothers ever? (laughs) 
Jesus, pal, you really are off on one today. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> it's safe to say we have really enjoyed Roni, the new era. I, I love this. I love this show. And I wish I am sick to fucking death. And if you're listening, shut the fuck up talking about and comparing it to the old thing. Just appreciate what's in front of you. This is the yeah. new era. The, the, the rest, I, it's gone. I, They're gone. They've moved on. They're in fucking Bentonil and I fucking catching catfish with their hands and riding the local fucking plumber or whatever he was, getting their pipes <laughs> cleaned. Like, seriously, having their panties sniffed by the hotel owner who's <laughs> apparently possibly a paedophile. Like, that era is gone, people. It's moved on. We're here now. Now we've got fucking... <laughs> now... Now we've got fashion designers whose mothers had Asperger's. We've got influencers whose mothers were alcoholics. That's what we're doing. That's the here and now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Oh, well, actually, are we we finished on Roni? Are we still going? I think we could probably leave it there with Roni for this week. Peter said it all. (laughs) Well, this is going to set you over the edge, Peter. Carol wrote a letter to the guests and it was leaked to people last night. And in the letter, like he's all apologetic and whatever and blah, blah. And then in it, he says he apologizes for the amount of money the people spent, but they can still go on holiday to Mexico. Thanks, Carl. (laughs) Maybe I didn't want to go to fucking Mexico on holidays. Maybe I'm sick of fucking Mexico. Do you know what? That's great. I'm delighted that you're sorry that you fucking spent that you, that I spent money to go to your wedding, but you said she can all have a nice holiday together in Mexico. Fuck Listen, off. One of the guests got highly pissed off with that and decided to me- reimburse himself by selling that fucking letter to People magazine. Hundred yeah. percent, and I don't blame him. Hundred percent. So, and apparently. And I kind of believe it because you could tell by the, you know, penmanship <laughs> that Lindsay and our PR head had nothing to do with this letter and was blindsided by the letter again. Well, Lindsay, sure, Lindsay was in Portugal at a wedding. Lindsay was at, in Port- she's in Portugal at, a, at a, a wedding that they were supposed to be going to. Yeah, this was all Carlito decided to message the guests and say what he said. And... Yeah, look, I can't fucking wait for Summer House now. I can't wait to see this shit come out on my screen. I am absolutely dying to see it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was Danielle and her hormones with her fucking fake pregnancy. That was... Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, um, Kira, Sierra. I say Kira because that's how we pronounce it, but Sierra. Well, that's how it's pronounced. Like, she's it's not pronounced one. Sierra, but... She's the only one who came out and kind of, you know, said anything about the fact that someone that they love decided to sell it to People magazine and it's disgusted. Everybody else has just been so quiet. And like, like I'm sure it's out of respect for Carl and Lindsay. But listen, I'm just dying. To, I'm dying to see this shit play out on my screen. Yeah. yeah. Look, oh, can't wait. I have the popcorn at the ready. Like, look, yeah, it's sad. A couple has broken up. But let's get it right. We don't know these people. And we only watch these people for entertainment. And them having a massive breakup on television is good fucking entertainment. And it's going to be a good fucking podcast when it happens. So, you know, strap yourselves in because we'll still be here. (laughs) (laughs) I need to talk to you about Salt Lake City. 
going no, on. ahead, we've been away. We haven't had a chance to jump in yet. So you're going right, to have to I be won't. our go-to this week, Donna Marie. I won't deep dive too much because I know you haven't watched this week's episode and Pierre, you still have some shit to catch up on. But Mary Crosby is back. This woman gives me life. I just <laughs> fucking love her. I just love her. She just gives me life. She just does. She gives zero fucks. She just opens her mouth and says whatever the fuck she wants. Well, that is one thing that I do. With. That is one thing I do know because Mary has no filter. <laughs> Mary has zero filter. It. Yeah, she just gets away with it. I fucking love it. Wish I was like that. But um, <laughs> and then secondly, they brought in a new wife. Okay, so you know that's not uncommon. They do that a lot in housewives, and you usually think to yourself, oh, they're bringing in a new wife, maybe I'll like her, maybe I won't. You don't really give them too much talk until, you know, they arrive and you get to know them a bit. They brought this new wife in, literally the first five minutes of the show, they she drops it in the confessional. That she was a witness against Jen Shaw. Yeah. I did catch this much on social media, all right. Talk about genius casting from Bravo. I mean, this is brilliant. This is how you keep the Jen Shaw thing going without having Jen Shaw. And she can talk about it because it's all done, can she? Absolutely. The court case is done. She can say what she wants there. It's over. I am so curious to see if when Jen Shaw walks out of prison, will she be invited back the way Teresa was? Why? Teresa was. Mm-hmm. Well, what was Teresa put in for? They were money and fraud, and they were fraudulent okay, fucking well tax evasions, yeah. everything. Yeah, similar to what she was doing, but but she's going to be broke now. She's not going to have a bean. Doesn't matter. She's definitely going to like. I mean, she's going to have to go out. She's going to have to come out of prison. She's going to have to go on to DHG. She's going to have to spend about a thousand dollars to get like the equivalent of a hundred grand's worth of fake clothes. She's going to have to wait six weeks for her to arrive from China before she's geared up to go on the show. Sure, she was doing all that anyway because when the FBI um, seized all her designer goods as part of like her payment and fines and shit like that, it turned out most of them were fakes. Now, here's the other thing. She may not think it's worth it to go on the show because the government has issued a writ against all her future earnings. So they are uh, they will be looking to recoup something in the region of whatever she stole, three or 30 million, whatever the amount of money was. She has a lot of money to pay back. So maybe yeah. she earns it. Maybe she does this to try and earn some of it back, but maybe she just thinks it's not worth it. Uh, I don't know. But I'm excited because Salt Lake City is my favourite at the moment. It was, it has been for the last couple of years. I mean, it's it's on top for me. So I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I didn't catch the first episode, but has Heather recovered from our black eye? Yeah. And listen, I think Heather just lost an awful lot of respect with that whole black eye thing. And then Meredith gives me, I don't know, she scares me a little bit. I don't know, is she a little bit unhinged? Is there... Is there a side to her that's a little bit? I don't Probably. Know. I think they're all a little unhinged, to be honest. A little bit unhinged. I love Lisa. Lisa Barlow is just. I She's just love free. her. I saw her packing her son off the other day to go on a 
on a mission. A, a mission for two years, pro- proselytizing the fucking word of the Mar- the Book of Mormon or whatever the hell they they do. Whatever they're into. The only thing I watch. They'd be, be knocking on doors in Port Ireland next week, pal. <laughs> well, as long as they don't do it when I'm fucking eating me dinner. Hate that. Hate the way people knock when you're eating your fucking dinner. Like, here's the solution, pal. Just don't open the fucking door. Yeah. I don't answer the See, door. But everybody know knows what time dinner time is. Like, everybody knows that it's not a good time to be knocking at my door. It's not a good time to knock on anyone's door. Dinner time. So they ever tell you about the time um, the politicians came Christmas morning? Asta. Somebody knocked on your door Christmas morning that you didn't invite? Christmas fucking morning. Shoving leaflets through the door. A half a. No. That's like, no. That's sad. That happened. Whoever's leaflet that was would never get if he was the only name on the ballot, I wouldn't vote. Didn't. There was no way they were getting me vote after that. Who was it? I can't remember. Can't remember who it was for. I just remember that happened on Christmas morning. It was a few years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't quite understand why someone would think it was okay to get up on Christmas morning and go delivering leaflets. I mean it's Christmas morning. Surely you have other shit you could be doing. But then I kind of remembered that, you know, this country is very um, diverse now. You know, there are a lot of people in this country now that don't celebrate Christmas. Well, that's so, true. If you if you were paying, if you were paying people to deliver leaflets for you, you could very well be paying people that don't celebrate Christmas and it's nothing to them. But it's, yeah. it's the look of it. It's still a PR thing because... Yeah. The vast majority of people you're going to deliver those leaflets to do celebrate Christmas. And the last thing they're going to be taking notice of on Christmas Day is a political leaflet coming through the through the letterbox. And they're more likely to look at it and view it in a negative way than they are going, well, Jesus, fair play to him Christmas and he's still getting his message out. Like, yeah. no. No, you're fucking ruining me Christmas morning breakfast with my kids. Fuck off. Exactly. You drive the dog, the dogs have gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dogs barking, uh, rabbit everywhere, Lego everywhere, trying to put a fry <laughs> on the table. They're fucking wrecking me head. Uh, so on that note, I think we will finish it up. Maeve? Like us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Like, share and follow our posts. And get and throw in an L review if you like what you're hearing. And I do apologise to the listener if they were in any way offended by my rants but like you know whatever really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry sorry not sorry I said what I said right. we will catch you all next week hope you have a very good rest of the week take care bye-bye. bye bye bye